as we now move further into day three. It is time for us to recognize the deeper triggers that have been surfacing, the uncomfortable emotions and instances that have been recollecting in our memory. Examining our inner landscape and accepting it, we stop resisting it, we stop fighting it and most importantly, we stop repeating old storylines, behavioral patterns and the way that we have been referring ourselves, reliving the moment every now and then we recollect it in the now. Instead, we choose to develop a soul viewpoint and there is a shift towards newer landscapes by simply shifting away from the way that we look at life. We now understand the origin of our patterns or the inner beliefs even deeply. And as we start to take deeper look at various types of emotions and behavioral patterns that we have been projecting onto our children, how they have been a part of our own journey. We recognize that we have been projecting our own limiting beliefs, our own experiences of the childhood and our own limitations, our own dreams, our own wants and how we wanted to be treated by our parents onto our children. We now understand that the origin of the patterns or the inner beliefs and the way that we have been looking at all of these patterns now starts to shift, seeking our attention even more. And this is where we start to initiate a healing journey within. Nothing ever goes away until it, is, it has taught us the lessons that we were supposed to be knowing about it. If we run a hundred miles an hour to the other end of the continent in order to get away from the obstacles that we have been facing in life, the problems will still persist. It just keeps us making return to the same names, forms and manifestations unless and until we have learned the lessons from it, no matter what, how different or how difficult it may seem. They tend to remain into our awareness and starts to manifest in different experiences whether we are talking about our relationship with our children or even other relationships that we dwell into. The forms of these beliefs and patterns that have been picked up from our own childhood experiences only change shapes but they remain to, experience, to be experienced with different relationships including that of our children. It just keeps us returning to same forms and manifestations and as we have learned whatever we had to from that experience and it has taught us the lessons that we were looking forward to, the lessons that we failed to recognize initially that continue to repeat into patterns as we grow into adults. It tends to separate ourselves from our reality and the deeper the wounds, the wider the separation. The separation of our existence from what we really are exhibiting to the world and to ourselves. It is how we are being pulled back instead of opening up, closing down instead of losing out. It is all about allowing ourselves to experience that particular experience which remains unfulfilled fully, whatever the encounter may have been, without hesitating, 
retreating into ourselves. When we develop the awareness, we tend to examine these triggers that it is when we become more aware, more free of them. It tends to lose its power and control over our existence. We discover that instead of simply reacting from a wounded ego space every time, we tend to now see our childhood wounds recurring even or sometimes even our past life wounds recurring into our empowered responses. The responses we think are empowered when we talk from an ego perspective are rather nothing but the shout out calls of the innocent child within all of us. The child that had been wounded while he or she being growing up. When we do not learn, we are bound to repeat. When we learn, we find peace in wherever, whichever state that we are. And this peace is not anywhere external to us, but rather internal. We now slowly start to graduate towards understanding our own inner child. Some people also tend to ask questions as if the inner child, the wounded inner child is the projection of the ego. Perhaps yes. As long as we look at ego to be something bad, something demeaning, something which is not right into us, we tend to look ego to be an empowering or a, or a disempowering experience. But an, being a both matrix expert, being an expert in inner child healing, I understand and this is not only through my own experiences but also experiences of a lot of other healers and therapists that I work with. Everyone has now concluded and now there are papers, research papers also talking about that the ego self is nothing but the shout out calls of the deeper wounded child within us. So now that we are recognizing to understand that the ego is nothing else but the wounded child, the most important aspect to recognize the ego that separates I from my child is nothing but the time and the gap between what I am and where I am today to how and when am I going to be healing my inner child. The inner child that we all have irrespective of the age, whether we are parents or grandparents, we all have a childlike aspect within us. This childlike aspect or the inner child brings about the childlike capacities, patterns and behaviors such as innocence, wonder and awe, joy, sensitivity, playfulness, creativity and much more. And just as the child that you have right now, if the child is really young, is an open vessel and tends to absorb everything that comes to him or her as an experience as a, and it tends to assume all of that to be the reality, our inner child is also the same. The joyful, sensitive, playful and creative inner child is also an empty vessel that had been picking up all the experiences from the childhood without a reasoning, without a judgment. It just picks up everything onto himself and every emotion exhibited by those around, the parents around, especially and the caregivers around, tend to be absorbed as such. 
So all of those experiences that we park onto our children assuming that they are minor experiences, the child assumes and presumes those experiences as is. There are no filters. There is no reasoning because the reasoning of the child who is growing between the age 3 to 7 is yet to develop, it is slowly developing. Until then, whatever comes into the mind, into the psychology of the child till the age of 7 and 8 is absorbed as such without a filter. So if we give an experience to the child, such as making fun of the child or saying that you are not good enough or you are fat or you are too thin or you're not good in studies or you're not picking up as such as others. So whatever the comparisons and the judgments you pass on the child, especially in the age of 0 to 7, they remain to become hallmarks of the adults as they grow up. The exercise that we are doing today is all going to be about recognizing all of these things in conjunction to the previous day's exercise. And based on these experiences, the child may assume different personalities, which are known as the archetypes of the inner child. From childish to childlike, longing for innocent regardless of age is the child that we all have within. We all love to be nurtured, we all love to be taken care of despite the age that we are. And that is the inner child who is looking forward to some kind of a resonance. The child also establishes the perceptions of life, safety, nurturing, loyalty and family. It may also include aspects of the wounded child, the abandoned child or the orphan child, the dependent child, the innocent child, the natural child or the nature loving and the divine child which are nothing all but the different personalities that the child picks up as he or she grows. These are the archetypes of the child. The core issue of all the child archetypes is dependency versus responsibility. I repeat, the core issue that differentiates between different child archetypes is nothing but dependency versus responsibility. When we take the responsibility, we have held the dependency. We stand up for ourselves and for the group we belong to and then we embrace for the communal life. In the absence of much of these, the actual childlike aspect of our existence may take different shapes and forms, such as the wounded child. The wounded child is one that holds the memories of the abuse, the neglect and other traumas that we have endured during the childhood. It may blame the relationship with the parents for all the subsequent dysfunctions in the relationships of the child we follow up as he or she grows up. There are a couple of people who have responded back uh, saying that I do not have very good relationship with my child, especially with girl. And also some of you have been telling me that the relationship that my child has with other people around is not good not up to the mark that I'm looking forward to, whether there are issues with trust or the relation per interpersonal relationships and skills or even uh, some of you have been saying that your kids who are married are not having good relationship with, with their spouses or with close ones or the loved ones around. All of these are typically arising from the space where they were wounded during their early growth cycle. 
and they are only projecting the wounded self, the wounded inner child. On the positive note, the painful experiences of the wounded child often awaken a deep sense of compassion and a desire to help other wounded children as well. From a spiritual perspective, a wounded child cracks open the learning path of forgiveness. But till the time the forgiveness does not seep in, till the time the spiritual perspective of the existence does not seep, seep in, the, the, there will remain the blame, there will remain the shame, and there will remain the guilt. There will remain a lot of packing over the responsibilities onto the parents for not having taken care of me as a child enough. And therefore, all the su subsequent sufferings that I as a child would be experiencing, the blame will be there on my parents. We forget sometimes that our parents have done whatever they could in their best capacities and capabilities. With whatever limited information, knowledge and wisdom they had. With whatever resources they had perhaps time and effort they could contribute. But as a child, those experiences were real and as real as they are in li being lived in the moment as well. So a wounded child will always be coming from a hurtful blame situation. If you have a child who is often blaming you as a parent that, and, and the relationship between you and the child is suffering, note that the child's inner deeper sense of existence, the inner child of the child is deeply wounded and needs a proper care. Unless the child, the inner child, the wounded child is being healed, the patterns irrespective of the age, the relationship dynamics and the situation will continue to repeat itself till the time the wound has been thoroughly healed. Self-pity, a tendency to blame our parents for anything even in the current shortcomings and to resist moving on through forgiveness are typical essence and characteristics of wounded child as it grows into an adult. The adult also will have all of these experiences irrespective of the age if the inner child remains wounded. It may also lead us to seek out parental figures in difficult situations outside of the mother-father dynamics. So a wounded child may also look forward to incorrect or inappropriate relationships as an adult to compensate for the love and the absence of their and the absence thereof. It may look forward for father figures and mother figures outside of the family figures because there's a strong rejection of the actual parents if the wounded child is deeply wounded. The forgiveness has not yet seeped in. Until the time the forgiveness does not seep in, the relationship between the mother and the child or the father and the child will continue to remain so, irrespective of the age of the parents or the age of the child. So as we understand the wounded child now, it is also important for us to understand that they will always look forward to someone else to come and support them instead of their own resourcefulness. So as the child grows up, the tendency to pack on the um, need or something to be granted or, or to be fulfilled will always be sought outside and not inside. The child, when grows up, will not be resilient and will break down even sooner. 
till such moment the spiritual perspective of the wounded child has not seep in and the healing has not taken place the child will also not be able to uh, make healthy relationships with its siblings and with people around when the child moves into the school college and even otherwise if you are a parent understand this from the perspective of how your ego dynamics play at work you also understand wherever the i comes into against somebody else there is always a tendency for the ego self to take on a mask and then come forward but this ego self is nothing but the wounded child it also has an inability to get out of painful experiences and traumas of the childhood and the child continues to relive those experiences in your own understanding you can also look back into certain childhood experiences that are still as vocal in your memory as if it just happened those are the areas which have caused a deeper wound into your psychology and needs to be healed and addressed such a wounded child will also have a tendency to always seek parental figures around and always have a tendency to fantasize about the childhood that they could have had if so there will be lots and lot of ifs and buts in their in their vocabulary the other kind of child is an orphan child orphan child are the ones who are early who have gained early independence and were forced by the situations of life to take up mature mature responsibilities in early age the absence of family members or the influences and the attitudes and traditions they're non traditionalists they are plagued with fear of abandonment and rejection they have very high tendency of uh, picking up uh, unhealthy relationships and they have even more difficult times to leave those unhealthy relationships they will always seek surrogate family somebody to take care of them to compensate for the loss of the parental figure parental figure as a nurturing agent in the life they need continuous reinforcements from others and validation that they will not leave them so if you have a child who's always uh having a fear of that the parent might leave them typically understand that the child within that child feels often they always are looking forward to establish mature relationships but they are never able to have mature relationships they will have if you if you have a child who's into teenage and early adulthood the relationship dynamics with the the people around them the girlfriend boyfriend pattern if it all that is applicable in this case will be such if you have been the one who often understand the kind of relationships that you had were they fulfilling enough were they maturing enough or did you have or did you had hard time picking up your relationship maturely the other one is brat such people are typically having obnoxious behaviors and typical tantrum uh, temper tantrums they have a chronic need to always be the center of attention they are very prone to jealousy and envy these are the typical ones who have not been able to recognize the existence of the parents in the life when i say parents in the life i'm talking about nurturing parents in the life the way that they expected the parents to be around so they always feel like that they have not been heard enough and therefore they tend to 
create these dramas in the lives so that they seek attention for them if they get attention they assume that they are getting love from the parents then there are there is another category of inner child which is the need inner child the need inner child carries heavy emotions inside of them and uh, they always feel that there is nothing is enough in their life whether it is about money it could be love it could be relationships it could be clinginess to anything they will always be needy of something they will try to uh, numb themselves with some uh, other means such as drugs alcohol getting to books getting into unhealthy sex patterns um maybe always boozing around so they will always or perhaps even numbing them out with always watching television uh they are the ones who feel very uncomfortable sitting with themselves because the moment that they sit with themselves and know that they will have to go through the shadow side of their existence and their memories will recall and they tend to take up the numbing state but there is a very chronic neediness the ne- the clinginess of such child they are very similar to wounded child except that they the needy child is much more prone to depression and often tend to remain in chronic depressions as well the intensity of the depression is rather severe they also have a tendency to be very focused on their own needs and they tend to be, be uh, sometimes perceived as selfish because they do not recognize the needs of the other for them i am in pain that is their agenda so when they they feel themselves to be in pain they are not able to recognize the pains and needs and wants of anybody else because they need immediate resolution then there's an innocent or a magical uh, inner child the ability of this child is to perceive beauty and hum- humanity in every single aspect of the existence the power of imagination and the belief that everything is possible they believe that they are uh, there is nothing called impossible in their life and they continue to remain in uh, very high aspirations perhaps some of them may not be materialistic at all but for them everything is possible for them fairies and other things are possible so there is nothing called impossible for them there is a shadow in our inner child the shadow in our child is the absence of the possibility of miracles at all so in contrast with the magical uh, or the divine child we have a shadow child the ch- as much as the divine child or the magical child feels that everything is possible the shadow uh, child feels that nothing is possible Ap- it, they assume that miracles are just not possible and transformation of the evil to good is absolutely impossible they continue to remain into the victimhood mode till the till the time they recognize that there is a need that needs to be fixed however it takes a lot of time effort and courage for such people to even recognize that there is something that needs to be fixed because for them that is the, the way of their existence and they're absolutely okay with it because they do not find anything wrong with it because the possibility of right does not exist for them at all the attitudes are pessimism and depression they're lazy in their actions the actions are not required realizing the dreams they retreat into fantasy they are cynical they are you can consider them them to be injured magical children who believe that everything is possible and then the possibility of everything to be possible has been shut down completely and now they feel that there's nothing that can be done they do tend to remain in fantasy world 
in their own world they will be very much disconnected with the world around them yet not being able to understand that there is something that needs to be healed within them then we have uh, a divine child divine child is all about innocence and purity and redemption they are god like qualities which are always uh, free spirited and they they believe everything is magical so this is another personality type of a magical child uh, typically more spiritual in nature that's the difference between divine child and uh, magical child magical child is more about somebody who is who is in the fairy tale world and divine child is somebody who is on a spiritual side of it somebody who is deeply empathetic and is able to understand the emotions of the other person at a very deeper level even without the words to express them majority of the so called adults are not truly adults at all they are only older in age including me we tend to believe that we have grown up but a part of us still thinks about something that has happened in our past that controls our existence today and we all have that inner child somewhere or the other within us in some shape or form many as uh, as we grow up we also constantly are influenced by or rather would say controlled by the unconscious inner child at no stage in time the inner child will ever leave our existence it is a part of our existence an emotionally wounded inner child in inhabits an adult body so growing up the inner child is denied and neglected and shamed abandoned and even rejected we are told that the society in the society that we are into we are being told to grow up putting our childish side aside things about positive qualities are lost and the inner child is also wounded during because during the childhood growing up stage and the child picks up uh, childhood traumas physical emotional mental abuse sometimes even sexual abuse and as it holds and keeps on accumulating all of these childhood hurts traumas fears and angers it tends to take up different shapes and personalities based on the predominant area that has been hit while we were growing up how uh, in simple forms though i would not uh, know um want to confuse you with different archetypes so i will be taking you even further det- into details so that you can recognize which is the archetype of the of your child and how you are operating and how can you really fix it if at all there is an absolute gap into the relationship so we'll talk about that also however understand that every child when the child is not behaving in a way that we as parents accept sorry uh, expect the child to behave in that particular case the child is actually operating from a wounded space whether it is a shadow child it is a divine child it is any other child archetype the child is actually operating from a wounded child like mentality the wounded unhealed inner child shows up in destructive behaviors it could be subtle self sabotage and self defeating patterns it could be passive hostility it could be severe self destruction symptoms at times becoming violent sometimes even doing evil deeds uh, these destructive patterns often also pick up uh, their reflection as you grow up into adults by becoming impulsive by becoming imp- pictures and by becoming by even becoming narcissistic sometimes there and then often 
there's a need to be clingy there is a codependency and there is a very strong uh, fear of abandonment irresponsibility and angry refusal to be an adult is called the peter pan syndrome you know it is it is when we uh, are coming from an understanding that i am an eternal child and uh, nothing can happen to me but there are certain categories of children who tend who have chosen not to grow up because they fear growing up to take up the responsibilities that they have seen their parents taking up to an extent that the parents are uh, the child perceives the parents to be having through their own traumas of adulthood then the child picks up the peter pan syndrome that the body of the child grows up but the mind the inner ability of the the child remains stuck in that particular age sometimes this can happen through gradual process of extensive trauma but then also sometimes this can happen through instant trauma can a child have a mature relationship like a career and independent life it is being much demanded of an adult to be recognizing itself when uh, recognizing itself in a particular way and manner when we tend to get into the adult world where competition is high where struggle is high where uh, there is always a challenge to fend for the bread that we eat however till the time the previous hurt and uh, our own uh, experiences are not healed properly it is difficult to completely live a life of wholeness we will be operating from certain of these triggers that we have assumed while growing up and picked up one of these archetypes and based on the kind of archetype there would be different way of addressing of the healing which is required for that particular child 